some big kids in full effect. Yo, I'ma kick you really bow with it. Check it, show. No question. Hey, yo, what's the 411, hon? What's the 411, I got it going on, yo. Hey, yo, I got it going on. Welcome to the Pickleball 411. I am Coach Fig, along with Coach Debbie. And today we're going to talk about uh, four myths that a lot of people say you should do, but in reality, should you? So we're going to start with Coach Debbie. All right. So um, you'll hear everyone say you need to hit the third shot drop, right? And a lot of people, when they first start, it's like, what is this mystery third shot drop? When in fact is, that's just a myth, don't you think? Yes. You don't have to hit a third shot drop. You can hit a third shot drive. You can hit a third shot driving dip. You can hit a whole lot of choices. But, you know, most people think the third shot drop is going to even things out so that you can get in there. You know, the serving team can get forward and then hopefully gain the no volley zone. But it's a myth. It, it is not a necessity. And a lot of people can't hit a third shot drop. So what I would say is, you know, we work towards it, but it's a myth. And you can hit a third shot drive. Be choosy where you're hitting that drive, though. Middle is nice. Um, if you can get a little top spin on it so it's going to drop in, you know, make a, a dipper, that would be another option. Anything you want to add on that? Yes, uh, don't drive to the person established at the net already. Drive at the person that's coming in. In for feet. <clears throat> yes, the other part about that, it's all situational. So... There are people that waltz into the non-volley zone, and if you hit a drop, they're going to get it easier to where, as if you're hitting it at their feet in transition, now you will get pop-ups. So it's all uh, situational. If they're uh, coming in fast, now you most likely could do a drop, and it'll be effective. So it depends on the situation. Yeah, also know your opponents. Right. What is what are their skill level? What what are their assets, and what can you capitalize on? A third shot drop may actually be something good for them, where they're able to take advantage of you. So you know, like you said, know the situation. Right. So uh, another myth is you should always stand at the line to return serves. Well. When you get to the high level, they're starting to serve deeper in the court, and now it's hard to get out of the way of the ball. You're getting jammed. Uh, they're going at your body. You're just blocking it up. So if you give yourself a couple of steps from the baseline, now you're able to return a little better and uh, adjust to the serve adequately. So the best thing to do is not to always stand right on the baseline. Yeah, um, just if I can throw in there too, um, with tennis, I teach people it's always easier to move forward than try, you know, you, than to be jammed or you're trying to create space going backwards. You know, as soon as you start taking, especially on a return, as soon as you start going backwards, you're in trouble. You're 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 messed up. And the other thing is, is a lot of times you'll see people on the return, they raise the non-dominant leg. You know, they're playing off you know, a forehand, they've got all their weight on their back leg, on the right leg, and then the left leg raises. It's not a style. It's the fact that they're playing the ball too close. So it's better, you know, to get off that line and and adjust as you start to read the serve. That takes some time but to, to get that skill. But you can, it's always easier to take two steps forward than it is to try and back up or be jammed. Right. So <clears throat> which one's the third one? Um, the third one for me, and this is a myth, and this is something that people, a lot of these myths come in when people start playing. 
you know, they're starting to play and then everybody's, oh, you got to do this or not. Here's, here's, I think this is, this might even be the number one myth. Just get your serve in. You know, a lot of people uh, want to get, oh, when pickleball started, the original people, they did, all they wanted was the serve to start the point. Well, that's not true. Maybe it was they were playing kids. They were playing their kids. So, yeah, okay, probably. But anyhow, we've moved past that. Your serve is something that you can control and you need to have a purpose for how you're serving and you need to, number one, at least find spots. You're going to play middle or go to a backhand or, you know, deep. Use your serve to set up for your next shot, which is as your server is going to be your third shot. So if you want a third shot drop, you want to target backhands because most likely they're going to be the worker, the weaker returns. And like we just said about the returning, serve deep because a lot of people, they like to hover on that line and now you're going to jam them. So use, don't just say, oh, well, get my serve in. Right. So, <clears throat> excuse me. So we have our, our producer here who has a solid backhand slice. So uh, he tends to uh, stand protecting his it's not that he's protecting his forehand he, he but, goes around his forehand. But, but he's trying to hit slices so it's not smart just to hit it in the box get it in where he's leaning into the slice that's not a smart just get it in play you have to try to jam him up so he won't be able to slice yeah. it so that's the point of oh just get it in no that's not necessarily true you want to go deep body uh, yeah, I've, I've played with him. You've played with him. It's hard to get to his forehand. He doesn't really let you get into his forehand. So your other option is, one, either play it out wide to his backhand. So at least he's having to hit a, a struggle, maybe a little struggle to, to get out wide to the backhand. Or like you said, jam the body. Right. Or vice versa. You have people that never are protecting their backhands. So there is the same thing. You just want to jam them up, hit it deep. Not necessarily with a lot of power, just a little uh, pop-up deep at the body, and now it's harder to get out of the way. Yeah, and, and, and sort of what we're talking about here is when you go from just, just now you're starting to be adequate at playing. You've got the basics down. Now you got to have awareness, right? Everything that we've talked about is be aware of what's happening to you and adjust to it and don't go with just the myth of, I should do this right right so it's awareness is probably key here too you know be aware of what you're doing and what they're doing to you yes and now the fourth myth is uh this episode actually came to me because a friend of uh mine uh, he likes to do this a lot and this is a myth as well after you hit either a drive a third shot drive drop or lob automatically rush the net so that myth is not accurate if you hit the ball on a third shot drop high you're now vulnerable to be hit or being uh the ball being driven at your feet so you always want to make sure that the third shot drop or drive is being hit to where they're sort of reaching and now you can see them popping up the ball if you hit a weak shot you don't want to rush in on it now he made an extremely funny comment so he was lobbing yesterday and he was rushing in and they're just slamming the ball at him. His statement was, I'm getting in their head because I'm blocking the ball. So they're going to be afraid to keep driving it at me. So that's not necessarily true. 
If you're lobbing and it's short, stay back. Try to get a proper shot to come in on. So that is another big myth that people say, oh yes, as soon as you hit that shot, run in. But it is not accurate. Yeah, and, and this sort of reminds me of a drill that I do when, with tennis players, especially when they're starting to learn when do I go forward, when do I stay, and all of that. And I, you probably know it. And it, one of those things is, is when you're coming forward, you've got a green light as long as the ball is in the air, as long as the ball is traveling to over there. Once it bounces and your opponent's striking it, it's green, it's red light. you got to stop. You gotta stop. You gotta get prepared. So, based on the kind of shot you have have hit, depends on how much time you have in that travel, right? Red light, green light. Now, I I, I understand what you're saying, and I don't know if this completely you know applies to his situation because he just seems like he wants to run forward. But I get it. It is a myth to just get to that no violate zone as fast as possible. Now you gotta kind of read your situation and prepare for the shot that's coming back at you. Right. So. Is there anything else you'd like to add? No, I think, you know, I I like this subject. I like this idea because I do like to think that players, as you want to get better, you got to start to get situational. Get out of the myth. Get out of the, what what would you call it? The traditional mindset of this is how we play. Right. It's not. It's, it, there's, there's more to it. I saw on a forum a couple of days ago, people talking about spin, you know, and, and, oh, is it important to hit spin? It's like, as you get into the higher levels, spin is where it's at. Everything is going to have spin on it. it. Sets up the next shot, and so this is kind of in that same realm. You're going to have to think about it, and don't get hooked into believing what everybody tells you. You know, third shot job. Yeah, well, not always. Yeah. So I hope you guys enjoyed the episode and uh, and <clears throat> enjoyed the myths. So with that, we conclude this episode. Thanks for listening to the Pickleball 411. I am Coach Fig along with. I'm Coach Debbie. Have a great week. Thanks, and see you guys next week.